God is not coming back for a white church. He's not coming back for a black church, a Latino church, a Baptist church, an evangelical church. He is not coming back for the church of God in Christ. He is coming back for one church. Only one. Welcome back to your favorite hangout spot. It's your girl, Kendra, and you are back with another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed all at the same time. As we do every single week, we make room to acknowledge a black creative, entrepreneur, businessman, or woman for doing what they do best and being the best creatives they possibly can be. And this week's black creative is... Special Lock Style. Special Harris is a self-taught loctician located in Compton, California. She specializes in dreadlocks maintenance, style, color, and more. Once she gets her hand on that new growth, baby, believe me, she will have you feeling new and looking new all at the same time. Y'all check out my girl Special Harris on her Instagram page at Styles. Now, wherever you all are, you need to pull up a seat because we are going to talk about something that I believe that is a very sensitive subject. We're going to be talking about the church. And the church, more specifically, what it looks like when it's divided and how God expects it and his purpose for it in unity. Now, my prayer as we go forth and as we uh, engage in this conversation is that by the end of this episode, that you are enlightened about what the church truly is in the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. So let's get into it. Now, what is a church? Is it the pastor? Is it the building? May it be the different ministries that the church has? Is church us getting dressed up on Sunday mornings and heading to that building to get the best seat possible? Is it the songs? Is it the fans? Is it the big hats? Whatever it is, when we think of church and the things that we associate with it, is it possible to still have church without those things? If everything that I named was taken away, could we still have church? church? And the answer to that question is absolutely yes, because the church is not a building, but the church is you and the church is me. It's people. And I want to remind us that and talk about the church through that lens that when we go to church, it's not just the building. But God has called us to be the church. We can think of different places where you have even ministered or where you were even ministered to when it comes to church. If you were out to dinner with your friends, maybe on a family hike, 
And even on this podcast right now, boom, mind blowing, right? (laughs) This is church. Welcome to church, y'all. We are engaging in church and wherever you are ministering and introducing people to the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can have church. The Bible says when there are two or three gathered, he is there in the midst. You don't have to go to a building, sit on a pew, wear a big fancy hat, listen to a choir sing to have church. If people gather together at a restaurant, well, there's no gathering right now, but you know what I'm saying? If you get together with a couple of people, with one or two other people and the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached. People are transforming their lives. That is church. I can recall many times where I had church when we were gathering on college campuses, I had church in study rooms where students would ask me a lot of questions about God and how could I be saved and how can, you know, how can I start up a relationship with God And I have literally, y'all, for real, I have literally sat in study rooms and recited the sinner's prayer with people and watched folks give their lives over to the Lord in a a study room. It is possible to have church any and everywhere we go because the church is within us. And wherever we go, we should be able to minister to the people. And I want us to also remind, you know, everyone, all the listeners that reflect on what church really means. We have to look at the ministry of Jesus. Like, yo, Jesus himself didn't even have a specific building that he went to to do his ministry. Jesus did his ministry with his hands and he moved it with his feet. When we think about, when we see and follow the life of Jesus, this is what he wants us to do. He doesn't want people to come to our ministry. He wants our ministry to go out to people. That is church. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus met people where they were. Because before people come to your church, before folks read your Bible, they are going to read your life. Before they pick up a Bible, before they even get connected to a ministry, they will read your life if you claim Jesus. And that's something that we need to always be reminded of when we go out to work or to school, to the grocery store even. We are representing Christ and our lives is what brings people to the curiosity of, oh, wow, what God do you serve? Does God really have you joyous and jovial even though you're going through hard times? Does he have you smiling even though your situation really should have you upset? Like the God that we serve, oh my gosh, he is just so, he is so amazing. And the things that he does in our lives as Christians, we need to be out telling people the goodness of Jesus. Now I have another question for you all. Does the church at large reflect the ministry of Jesus? But better yet, since we are the church, does your life reflect the ministry of Jesus? When churches were open, you know, they closed now, but when churches were open, what did the people look like inside? 
Was it a black church? Was it a white church? Was it a racially mixed church? Was it a church full of millennials, children, seasoned saints? What did your church look like? And I'm not knocking, you know, before we get into this, I'm not knocking folks that go to predominantly black churches, white churches, non-denominational churches, mixed churches. I ain't knocking it. If God is there, God be praised. Amen. I myself, I grew up in the black church, so I know firsthand the black church experience. And I'm not knocking it. However, I am concerned when churches do not reflect Jesus. I take issue when churches are used for political gain, for self-edification, for fashion shows, singing competitions, preaching competitions. When everything is done in a church that does not glorify God and bring people to our father, that's when I have an issue. And another thing that I, to have a problem with is the division that we have. Yes, you know, some people are quote unquote comfortable or raised a certain way, raised in a certain community and they go to a certain church. That's fine. But we have to ask ourselves, why are we so divided? And I've, we've, we've, I've definitely have explored this, this question many a times with different people that came from different church backgrounds. And a lot of the time, especially when it comes to the black church, that the black church is really expressive. It makes them uncomfortable how we praise God and whatever else excuse or reason it is that they don't go to this particular church. My question is, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? Because there is no black church. There is no white church. There is no, no Pentecostal. There is no quiet church. When we get to heaven, we all going to be in that thing. We're all going to be up there in heaven, praising our Lord, singing, shouting, worshiping all day. And if you sit next to me and you're like, Kendra, Sorry, sis, you know, you're a little bit too loud for me. I know God is good, but he's not that good that you have to scream. If you if you tripping right now on, on earth, how are you going to feel when we get to heaven? Because it is a collective of all of God's children, us as believers going forth because we love God. And this is how we express him in, in, in our worship and in our praise. And I'm so sorry to tell y'all this, but. God is not dead. Breaking news. He is not dead. Therefore, personally, I'm not going to give God a dead praise. But if you are a person that worships with tears, if you are a person that worships, you know, with a loud rejoicing, it is the same thing. Don't knock nobody because their worship is different. And don't blame their cultural differences. It's the reason why we can't come together and bless the name of the Lord as one. Another thing that I want to call to attention is the fact that we have churches that are scared to do certain things when it comes to social justice issues. Let's go there. 
there are some churches and I know you may be saying, you know, I got I go to a multicultural church. We don't have those issues. Boo boo. Think again. It is in the multicultural church that a lot of social justice issues are not confronted or even spoken about. You know how many churches avoided saying the name of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Trayvon Martin because they didn't want to offend the police officers that attended in their congregation? You're kidding me. The devil is a lie. I would never stand with or stand for someone that says, I don't want to ruffle the feathers of the people in my congregation because they're big tithers. They contribute to my church. Baby, the word is supposed to do two things. It's supposed to draw you or drive you. Now, and it really depends on you. If the word of God convicts your heart and says, oh, Lord, this is me. What the scripture is talking about. I need you to fix my heart. It can draw you to him. But if the same scripture in the same scenario says offends you and you have an unrepentive heart and say, you know what? This scripture is offensive to my spirit. If you preach this, I'm leaving. Baby, deuce. Because the church of Jesus Christ stands for what is righteous and not what is popular. I want to bring you all's attention to Romans chapter 16, verse 17 through 18. It says, and now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for those people who cause division and upset Um, and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what has been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interest by smooth talk and glowing words that deceive innocent people. If you're not preaching the word of Jesus Christ, you're preaching your political um, opinions. If you are preaching stuff that's only going to make me happy and not convict my spirit, we need to do some fixing. Y'all, I really want to remind us that God is not the author of confusion, nor is he the author of division. But the devil divides. The devil divides so much that there are so many petty things that people throw in and blame the church for or people that are in positions of power in ministries manipulate that we are missing the whole point. The things that we do to to hurt and to harm people for our own gain We are causing folks to miss God. If someone comes to you or comes to a ministry and they are dealing with sin. Don't you call them out in a hateful and in in harsh way. Don't you tell them that they're dirty and nasty and what are you doing here and get away from here. Don't do that. Because that is a soul. That is God's child. 
But the Bible says with loving kindness have I drawn. You can't draw nobody being sour and bitter. And just like everybody, we've all dealt with our own sin, our own mess, our own shame. And Jesus never rejects us. He never pushes us away. So I want to remind us that if we are going to be the church as people, we have to have the heart of Jesus. We have to be the hands and feet and continue the work that he has done here on earth. That is what we must do. God is not coming back for a white church. He's not coming back for a black church, a Latino church, a Baptist church, an evangelical church. He is not coming back for the church of God in Christ. He is coming back for one church. Only one. There isn't a specific denomination, nationality, ethnicity. If you belong to Jesus, you should love me. And I should love my brother or sister that looks differently than I do, that has a a different background than I do, because we are one church. In the Bible, it talks about how the church is one body. And in this body, there are different members. But the even though there are different members in the body, everyone's important. Look at your own body. Your eyes ain't got no business trying to smell stuff. Your hands ain't got no business trying to taste. That's what your tongue is for. Your eyes are for to see. Your ears are to hear. Your lungs are to breathe. Your heart is to pump blood throughout your body. Every single bone, ligament, organ, everything that the Lord has orchestrated in our body, it is wonderful. And it has its own function. Just like us in the body of Christ. There are some people that you can reach that I cannot. But we are are still one church. There are some folks that I can reach that you may not be able to ever. But we are still one church. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to get right. To be about our father's business. To stop playing church but be the church. Be holy. Be set apart not trying to be popular, not trying to gain for our own selves. But we have a mission to do. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. And that is what God has called us to be. And I pray that we all have a clearer understanding than when we first started on this episode. And that we are reminded of ourselves that the church is not a building. And even though the buildings are closed, during this time, the church is still open. You are still open and we still have a responsibility to be about our father's business. All right, y'all. This is a portion of our show that we pray. This is the people's prayer. This is one of my favorite parts. We intercede and we go before the throne of grace for people that can't pray for themselves, for our nation, for our world, for our brothers and our sisters. With all hearts and minds clear, Father God, we just thank you so much for who you are. God, I thank you for the love that you have for your church, for your people. God, I pray that you forgive us for anything that we have done to misrepresent you, Lord. 
God for being selfish at times, for not thinking about the mission of why we are the church. God, I pray that you continuously teach us how to be better for you, how to draw people closer to you. God, give us a word, give us a testimony, give us whatever it is that we need. Give us the energy that we have to go out and to compel people to you, Lord, because you are the way, truth, and the light. God, you are the way. And Lord God, I pray that you give us a spirit of availability that you speak to us so we can speak to your people. God, I'm praying for the church at large that you keep us encouraged, that we fight the good fight. And even those people that are skeptical skeptical, are skeptical of going to church, being a part of a ministry. There are so many people that have been hurt, that have been straight away. God, I pray that you give them strength, that you give them wisdom on what ministry to attend and to be a part. God, I pray that you lead them, speak to them, allow them to find a ministry online as we're in quarantine, even though that the buildings are closed, the church is still open. God, I pray that you get our minds right. Allow us to see the bigger picture. And that picture is that you are coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. You are not coming back for a black church, a white church. You're not coming back for specific denominations, but God, you are coming back for one church. God, let us be ready when you come back. None of the division, none of the strife will ever matter. When you come back, allow us to be ready when you come back. Keep us encouraged. Allow us to do what it is that we need to do for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, child, that is the word on the street for this week. If you have any questions, if you have topics that you want to hear on Create with Kendra, head on over to Instagram and follow me at underscore Create with Kendra. Send in your questions, your topics, whatever it is you want to have a conversation about. This is our space, right? This is definitely our space, and I want to hear what you have to say, and we're going to put it to the mic. All right, y'all, if this is a message that you know, you feel it in your spirit that someone needs to hear it, copy and paste it, send it over to a friend, to a family member, and even take a listen to it twice more because we are the church and we have to remind ourselves that we are the church of Jesus Christ. All right, y'all, be blessed.